0: interesting debate show is live in the huddle.
1: Yes, yes, ladies and gents, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle 248 here on this show. And man, when I tell you there's a lot of things going on in the sports world, there's a lot of things going on in the sports world. But before I even get there, your boy's out here enjoying his vacation still. You know, that's why you see the shades on. But um, I'm not too cool to get on this show like I said on the last show. You know, y'all you know how I do. So um, I can't wait to get it in, man. We are talking the NBA today. We are talking the NFL schedule release. We're going to go through the Buccaneers schedule. We're going to give our biggest takeaways of the schedule. Okay, we're going to talk about that. We got some boxing. We got some boxing. We're going to talk about Canelo. And what should Canelo do next? We're going to talk about that. Luca Don We're going to talk about him. Can the Mavericks. Pull off the upset in game seven at, you know who the team is, the Suns, at Phoenix. Your boy is going over here. I think I got dementia or something. So early this shot I had to catch myself before I wreck myself. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's time for the cue. I'm going to pass the mic to my co-host here on the show, starting with Zay. Good vibes. How you doing? You're in paradise, bro. I'm in paradise too. I'm just <laughs> telling you know that right now. What's going on?
2: Yeah, man, you know, everything is great. I just want to mention one thing real quick. I think the word paradise people misconstrue as a location as an area, you know, when people think paradise, they think DR, they think, you know, where a lot of players are going right now, which is Cancun, you know, paradise all starts with the mental it all starts internally. So if you're not right within, then the storms always gonna be brewing. But anyway, this is a great day to talk sports. We've seen a lot happen the past 24 hours alone. And I'm can't wait to talk about it. It's it's gonna be one of those shows for sure. And I'm ready to hear I'm here for it. Dino, talk to us. How you feeling? What's
0: going on, you guys, man? I I don't know if I'm right in the head today. I'll tell you that. These Celtics got me all messed up, man. <laughs> My blood pressure is not good. Good thing I don't got a physical today because the doctor would be like, You gotta calm down, change your life a little bit. But i would be like, doc, it's because of the Celtics. So hopefully we pull out the win tonight and I'm ready
1: to go, man. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go back to our planned out agenda here on this show. I had to give it to Dino. You know, I heard it in his voice. I'm like, we got to talk about Boston. Well, let's get back to the agenda here with our first topic right now. James Harden says he's returning to the 76ers after the playoff loss. He said, and I quote, I'll be here. I'll be here. That's what he said. What should be the most likely outcome? because we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving in this topic. I'm going to merge Kyrie Irving somehow into this topic because Sean Marks came out a couple of days ago and threw subs, okay? That's what they call it in um, New York or probably in America. They have the same slang. He's throwing subs, okay? He threw a sub at Kyrie Irving inadvertently, or you could say overtly, whatever it is. He threw a sub. That's just what I know. And talking about long-term commitment from his next player. So to go back to the point, what should be the most likely outcome the 76ers giving Harden the Supermax or the Nets committing to Kyrie Irving long term? Zay, I throw that question right after you to kick us off.
2: Um, I think before I answer that question, um, I just want to break down a couple of things because I think Sean Mark's comments could easily go towards KD as well. Because when you look at how many games KD has played on the Nets so far, I believe it's less than 82 in totality. I don't know I'm lying. He actually played 90 games in three seasons with the Nets. You know, So that's a little over a, technically a season, a full season in a sense. And when you look at Kyrie Irving, I believe he hasn't played more than 80. I, I believe he hasn't played more than 70 games in a season. I'm just pulling up the numbers real quick, so I'm not wrong. He hasn't played on the Nets. Kyrie Irving has not played. He's played a little bit over 90 as well. So two guys that got that guy here on Brooklyn played a little bit over 90 games in three seasons for This Brooklyn team, um, you all know that KD had the Achilles injury, he needed to heal, but ever since then, he's been having nagging injuries such as the hamstring that kept him out a month and a half. He had unknown knee injuries that kept him out a month and a half, a month and change. Um, he had an- ankle injuries, yeah. Like, it's just a bevy of these injuries that stock up with KD and Kyrie. So, I think when Sean Mark said he needs reliable players, he needs players that to be on the court. I think it's beyond Kyrie, I think it's also KD as well, because they didn't expect. Um, them not to win anything. You know, They they only the farthest they went was the second round. Now, people could say, oh, well, you know, they lost James Harden or they did this and that. Like, I'm not trying to hear that per se because when Kyrie and KD got to Brooklyn, everyone had them as an NBA Finals appearance. They That's what they said. They're going to the Finals. And then there was nothing less than that. No one said, oh, Eastern Conference. No, they said NBA Finals is where KD and Kyrie are taking the Nets. They haven't did that in three seasons. So I'm not using that James Harden excuse. Now, when we go to James Harden itself on a Philly, um, you know, he's not himself. He's not playing well. But we also have to remember, Daryl Morey is the GM for the Philadelphia 76ers, and he loves James Harden a lot. He's willing to give him a super max deal because of what the guy was in um, Houston to him and what when he meant to that city. And how he gave it his all, and, you know, he scored the, the bucket. So I think we are more likely to see uh, James Harden super max on Philly opposed to um, Kyrie Irving long term in Brooklyn. I think when we see everything that's unfolding, Nike is saying they're unlikely to extend him to this morning they said nike's unlikely to extend their the um deals with his signature shoe um sean mark's coming out with his comments Kyrie being the the, the activist that he is on social media using his platform to the voice his thoughts and everything how he feels i think it's getting to the point where the owners the owners and uh, especially the people the sponsors are not going for it anymore because the guy's not on the court producing he's not doing what he needs to do he's not doing what they say quote unquote his job he's not doing um, staying on the court long enough, he's not playing basketball. He had out of the last three seasons, he played t- or just over 20 games, two out of the three seasons. So they're, they're saying, If you're not even gonna play basketball, why should we be paying you all this money if you don't know if you're gonna be on the court or if you're gonna be healthy enough to stay in the court? As talented as Kyrie Irving is, the fact that people have to question giving him a long term contract is very troubling to say the least. And, um, so I think right now, from this particular moment. I could see Philadelphia 76ers giving James Harden that super max opposed to Kyrie getting a long-term deal.
1: I want to respond to that real quickly before I lob that right up to Dino. I'll say this. I think Daryl Morey would be mad max if he gave James Harden that max put in the 76ers over the tax and that's facts. Okay. I'll start off there. Um, listen to only score 11 points in a win-or-go-home situation, okay, and only take two shots in the second half. You're joking. You're kidding me, all right, because you literally threw Ben Simmons under the bus, and I said it before. I don't know if Zay peeped it or Zach peeped it, but we was on the show together, and I said it before. I said that Ben Simmons, although he is flawed, and we know he is flawed, they threw Ben Simmons under the bus because their situations ran deeper than just Ben Simmons. How long have he been on this team? How many years have Embiid been on this team? They have not made the conference finals one time since Embiid had been on this team. And somehow, as much as I like Embiid, he gets this leeway pass as well. And I'm going to touch on Embiid a little later, but I want to focus on the guy that goes Casper when it counts the most, and that's James Harden. So that's why when we went and we looked at this trade and we talked about this trade about 20,000 times on this show about who won the trade going back and forth, all Ben Simmons needs to do is show up. Just show up. They want to trade the Nets because um, James Harden is just not that dude anymore. It's clear to me. Um, He's still always going to have the same end result. When you need him, that's when he starts to fade, 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 fade away to like he's not even there. Like he's Dr. Strange or something where he's in another universe or something like that. So um, that's what I saw. But neither here or there. When we go to James Harden and his opportunities to have that Supermax contract, you know, he threw down the bag. He turned down the bag from the Rockets, who offered him $50 million. Okay, in 2020, he declined respectfully, neglectfully. Then Sean Marks was working on giving Harden a bigger contract. He came out and said that I want to commit to the big three, this, that and the third. He turned that down to go to Philly, had an opportunity once he got to Philly to um, opt in and he missed uh, about four forty seven million dollars. OK, um, he, he was, yeah, he declined to pick up his $47 million player option for the following season. So, um, like I said before, Harden has sabotaged his own career, literally by himself, showing up overweight, out of shape, you know, um, trying to get his way to get traded. He sabotaged his own career. Let's go back to that Rockets team a couple years ago when he had the point guard, you know, CP3, and let's transfer that time to right now. CP3 is a much better player um, from that point on. And he's like 37 years old. I think CP is a, a better player from that rocket stint, if you ask me. I mean, the man just made the finals last year, and he still got game. And what I mean by better, I mean he's there. Like, he's he was injury-prone at that time. He's not injury-prone anymore like how he used to be. He'll have a few nagging injuries here or there. But he changed his diet. He went vegan. And now he's there on the floor. James Harden, that nightlife, you know, that – you know, club style, I mean, showing up out of shape. He got, you see, that's why you got to link up with your mans. Oh, but I forgot y'all burned that bridge. He burned that bridge because he's an asshole. That's just what it is. The guy want to leave and jet everywhere he goes, and that's just what it is. So James Harden's biggest problem is James Harden, and that got to be fixed. I'm not giving him no Supermax looking like that. You must be out of your mind. Daryl Morey need to be drug tested if he do. So um, let's get to Kyrie Irving here and why I would more so commit long term to Kyrie Irving. Granted, it's not an ideal situation, um, but you have to know the devil in the detail. You sign a prolific score, but you also sign Spider-Man, your, your local neighborhood Spider-Man and Kyrie Irving, because that's just who he tries to be, the neighborhood Spider-Man. You know, global warming. Okay, I'm not coming to work today. You know global warming. That's just Kyrie Irving. It is what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, they robbed my bands down the block. I ain't coming to work today. You know what I'm that's Kyrie urban So it is what it is, but- Whatever you want to say about Kyrie Irving and the vaccine stance and this, that, and the third, right now, the vaccine mandate is, is not here. So why are we tripping off that vaccine debate? Please, why are we tripping? Okay. And even if they come back with that vaccine and we get a thousand, you know, variants, you know what I'm saying, of COVID and this, that, and the third, it is what it is. I don't think the vaccine mandate should have been there in the first place. And I'm not shy to say it on my show. Nobody going to come and buzz down and say, Lil, get off. It's real little TV, baby. Anyway, yeah, so that vaccine mandate should have happened there in the first place. Okay, and the NBA is not exempted. You know I'm Why should the NBA be exempted? Teachers lost their jobs. I had a friend of a friend that moved to Atlanta to get away from the vaccine mandate. The NBA is not exempted. Now, from Sean Mark's perspective, OK, I want to win. It's a business. I'm thinking from a business standpoint. Then you should have traded Kyrie Irving when you had the chance to. But you didn't. And it is what it is. And you have Durant there. Durant is the all. You gave him the powers. And even if you try to take the power back, they still got the power. Durant still got the power. So, um, yeah, I say more so you commit to Kyrie Irving because when he did come and did play, whether it was 30 games or less, however games he played, he showed up every night. He played hard every night. He dropped 60 in the game. Okay, he's been playing well. So I think we have to go and try to, you know, not saying it's ideal, but to answer the question, I will more so commit to Kyrie Irving long term than I will give this washed-up ball player known as James Harden a Supermax. And that's just what it is. Do you know?
0: I think the biggest thing with James Harden has been the rule change. Ever since uh, the NBA started cracking down on players jumping into defenders trying to draw a foul going up for a shot and uh, all these less ticky tacky fouls that are just they were way too BS to begin with uh, when the league started cracking down on that you sort of noticed James Harden started to decline a little because he wasn't shooting uh, 15 free throws a game and when he stopped getting to the line that was when it was like all right like what is Harden really as a player You look at him now, like, yeah, Embiid is right. Like, he is more of a playmaker now because he he can't create like he used to, you know. Um, I think that the blame has to go on James Harden. You know, he wanted to go to Philly. Like he said, I want to be in Philly all along. Um, He goes to Philly, and they get bounced in the second round. Um, I never believe in the Sixers every year. You know, all Celtics bias aside, I just don't see it with them. I don't see it with Joel as the number one guy. Um, I don't think he can get you there as the number one guy. Um, I think he's soft. Um, he, I remember there was one interview you said he's the most dominant player in the league. Well, if you're the most dominant player in the league, how the hell can you not get out of the second round of the playoffs? Whether you got Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler on your team, or you got James Harden, you got all these different players you played with, you still can't get out of the second round? Come on now, bro. You're not the most dominant player in the league. It's Giannis. Let's be real here. Um, the blame has to go on James Harden. It's got to go on Joel Embiid. It's got to go on Doc Rivers because... He was a Celtics guy. Doc Rivers is an overrated head coach. He won one of the best teams in history with Rondo, Allen, uh, Garnett, Pierce, Kendrick Perkins. Like, that was one of the most dominant teams, the best team to turn around from a season before. Um, and Doc Rivers won with that. He only won once with us, though. He got to the NBA Finals again and lost. He got to the Conference Finals against the Heat, lost. Um, got, had the Lob City Clippers, never got out of the second round. Now he's on the Sixers. Still can't get out of the second round back to the conference finals. So you gotta question Doc as a head coach and his uh his legacy is is he really like that much of a championship coach? Or was it just one team? People gotta start thinking about that. Problems run deep, like you said, Leo with the Sixers. It ain't just James Harden. I'm not giving him the super max, especially after those uh performances. Shooting the ball twice in the second half was zero points. He shoot if he shot the ball ten times, probably would have made I don't know, three or four, it's a tie game. You're going to overtime or you're winning by one. It's a whole different ballgame. He shot the ball twice. Like, you want the Supermax to shoot the ball twice in an elimination game in the second half? Absolutely not. Why, if I'm from Darryl Morey, and I know Darryl Morey and James Harden go way back to their Houston days, why are you going to commit and pay 200, what is it, $250, 270 or something like that? Why would you pay him all that money? I wouldn't. And then you go to switch over to the Nets. You go to the Kyrie situation uh Kyrie is just a poison pill ever since he's left Cleveland he's uh he's been a poison pill look what he did to the Celtics this whole you know oh I plan on if you guys want me back I'm gonna stay he says at the TD Garden like season ticket holder event and then the whole season causes drama in the locker room and leaves and then he leaves he goes to the Nets he stomps his foot on the logo KG's calling him out and then at the end of the day he goes oh the Celtics fans boo me because they love me like nah dude you're just an ass I don't know what to tell you. And then you go on – you get swept by us in the playoffs. You go on your Twitch playing GTA Online, and you're talking about how uh, we're cockroaches at the Celtics fans. That's what we sound like. It's like, dude, like, come on now, bro. You got swept. Just keep your mouth shut. Um, And, yeah, in regards to Sean Marks, why wouldn't he want players to play basketball on his team? Like, he's a GM. He's got to make moves, and then Kyrie's out for – Uh, more than half the season playing as a part-time player. Kevin Durant's always getting hurt. As dominant as Kevin Durant is, he he does have some health issues, and it's concerning. Um, But if I'm in a situation where i got to go with either James Harden or Kyrie Irving, given the situations that they're in, I'm going to commit to Kyrie Irving more because you can rely more on Kevin Durant when he's healthy. Um and all you need to do Ben Simmons to do is as hard as it is for him, you see Ben Simmons to show up, play defense, and pass the ball. That's all you need from him. If they're playing and they're all on the court at the same time, that's pretty scary, as much as I hate to admit it. But um yeah, I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna extend Kyrie, give Kyrie the payday. Um I'm gonna let Harden take his talents elsewhere because I think that's too risky even if I'm the Sixers.
1: I think um Zay, you did say it, you know, to open your take that Kevin Durant didn't play as much games as he should have over the last couple of years. And he got his deal, you know? So, um, you know, not that I say it's unfair. I mean, there's a different reasoning, you know, um, from KD's absence and Kyrie's, even though Kyrie's is partly some of KD's, but other stuff and intangible stuff outside of that. So that could probably be the common denominator, but either way, I mean, I still think, you know, as much as the Nets are in disarray and you see the panic, you see um everybody and Sean Marks looking like he saw a ghost and like um he's ready to clip all these cats, literally, uh, there's still some light. Like the 76ers, I see no light at all. What I see yeah. in Brooklyn is that maybe, and this is not a guaranteed thing, but I'm saying to myself, let me see Ben Simmons get on the floor, play point, play center, as Steve Nash said, how he rolls with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I think there's a little glimmer of light. If he comes back and he does what he does well and let Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant do what they do well and they manage the whole free agent landscape to see who they bring back to surround those three with complementary guys, then you probably do have some light under the tunnel. Right now, I don't see giving a player like um, James Harden that clearly isn't a better player than he was before, clearly is deteriorating. I-, I won't feel comfortable and I can't sleep at night giving him that max contract and that's just me.
0: They already gave Tobias Harris thirty five million. They got him beat for like thirty something million. So you wanna give Harden forty when he after that performance against the Heat? No thanks.
2: I think when you look at in totality what James Harden does to a, a basketball floor, he does attract a lot of attention. Now, when we look at James Harden himself, he didn't perform at all well. We've we seen that. We know that for sure. Um, But you have to also look around who was also producing anything on that Philadelphia team besides Joel Embiid. Tyrese Maxey wasn't given consistent numbers. Even though we know how talented he is, he wasn't given consistency on that floor. Tobias Harris who's getting paid almost $30 million a year. Hasn't shown us consistency on that floor either the guy has just disappeared he became a catch-and-shoot player he doesn't he forgot how to dribble the ball into the paint he forgot how to do a bevy of things besides going a fast break or just standing on the court this guy used to be a two-way player a, a good two-way player at that we used to look at him the same way people used to look at a young Paul George on that Indiana Pacers team like oh he could be something if he goes to the right team Tobias Harris has completely diminished that once he got paid it's the Rudy Gay effect once you get paid you just disappear you don't come back you just wait until the next contract year and then you light it up again, and then get paid again, and then <laughs> you get bacon, and you disappear. But once again, it's just, it's just wild how um, everything is on the – it's like everything's on, on the plate of Joel Embiid and James Harden. And I think when you look at James Harden, he could only do so much. He's not the same guy. He's been having the same hamstring injury since the beginning of Brooklyn Nets season. This guy has not been healthy. He's just still playing through it and just trying to just become something or try to do stuff but it's difficult when you're getting double team, triple team, and then when you kick it out to Matisse Thybul at the three, you know he's not going to shoot the ball. So now you have to just keep kicking the ball around. It's like it's it's difficult for um, James Harden to really be efficient and effective on a court where only two guys are only scoring. You know, Tyrese Maxey is a special player. We know he could be something, but if he's not going out there to shoot the three, or he's not taking shots, he's just kicking it back to James Harden. Hard to only do so much. And then he he goes right to Joel b because Joel b is the only guy on the court who's not afraid to take that shot. So it's difficult. But I can see, like I said, Daryl Morey loves James Harden for a reason. And he's going to give him that super max. I just think the Nets are done with Kyrie's antics. I think that's what it is. You know, I, I think I'm not even talking about from a logical standpoint. From a logical standpoint, you give Kyrie a long term deal. But the, well, how everything is being perceived by by Kyrie and his image and how the organization is starting to look at him, there may be a a thing, there may be something brewing right now where Kyrie is not getting, is is probably going to look at getting traded or probably not being signed to the Nats at all because of how they feel about him, because of Sean Marks going out there and saying what he said, because of Nike coming out publicly today and saying they're not extending Kyrie's uh, contract. So there's a a lot of things that's, that's tainting Kyrie's image. And it's looking like, a, like uh, they're black and balling them out the league almost.
0: And that's I happens. do agree with you with how the okay, Sixers play. The Sixers, um, they always kicking out because they don't got no shooters. Like, outside of the starting five, who do they got? They don't really got anybody. So, I understand that aspect of Harden. But this, at the same time, it's like Harden's got to shoot the ball more. Shooting the ball twice in the second half in the elimination game, but he's got to put up at least, like, at least ten shots in the second half. Like, cause you, as a player that he is, he's got to be able to score the ball like that. And just looking back on, like, Harden's playoff career, like, when has he showed up in the big games and the big moments? It's just like at least I know just like you said when like, he did. goes missing. Yeah. At least I
1: know I saw Kyrie Irving. It might have been a lot of years ago, but, damn it, he, uh, it was the biggest game to see in the finals when he hit that cold-blooded three, you know? um, At least I <sighs> know what I'm going to get with Kyrie Irving. I'm going to get the good, I'm going to get the bad. But, you know, I'm going to get a masterful scorer that knows how to manipulate defenders. I know I'm going to get that type of dude, but I also know what I'm going to get some guy that, that the next day he's going to try to save the world. It is what it is. But I think. You have a lot of missed games. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. That's why it's a tough spot for both of these organizations to be in. But as we get to Embiid, because I don't want to let Embiid off the hook here. I mean, this is another guy. I mean, this is his sixth NBA season Um, healthy, that is. He remember he missed the first two. NBA seasons due to injuries. Um, Didn't make the conference finals yet. Um, And it goes back to my point, you know, centers can't lead a team in today's NBA of the guards, you know, and that's why when we go back to this MVP conversations, as I hinted at Zay and Zach last night, no center should win MVP, bro. In my honest opinion, just looking at it because you cannot build your team. Like they can't be the number one guy on your team. Even when you go back to Jokic, the guy that ultimately won it. When, they was in a bubble, and the one year that they made the Western Conference Finals, who was cooking up? It was Jamal Murray, bro. He was averaging about 24 points per game, and Nikola Jokic was his running mate. That's when they made their biggest jump was with Murray. So I don't think uh, a big, a center should be winning the MVP, honestly, because they're not the most valuable player on their team. Yeah, they, I'm not trying to say that they, they're not important, you know, if they take more post-up opportunities, then maybe they'd be important. But you got these base trying to shoot threes and all that. Like, come on. So, um, yeah, I say um, MVP should have been a guard. But that's not, you know, I'm not trying to get to the MVP conversations here. The only point that I want to make is that Embiid also got to step up, too. And I don't think he should um, kind of get that leeway as well. Because at the end of the day, um, you're supposed to be the best player on this team. And clearly, he hasn't showed up along with the guy that, has a rap for not showing up. So we'll see what both of these franchises decide to do. And if the 76ers decide to commit to giving Harden that max, and if Kyrie Irving, Zay got something to say here. So Zay, I'll pass it to you before we go on commercial
2: break. Just real quick, I just want everyone, the viewers and listeners to know that Joel B was playing with a broken orbital bone and a torn ligament in his shooting finger. The other guys that we mentioned, the KDs, the Kyries, the James Harden, would have sat out for a month and a half with that injury, play of no. They were not playing with that injury at all, a, or broken orbital bone and a, a torn ligament in their finger. They're not playing with that injury. Joel Embiid had to really go against the toughest defense in the league with those kind of injuries, and we all know how tough PJ Tucker is, how Bam Adebayo is, Jimmy Butler. That whole roster is full of dogs. They're gonna hit you, smack you, do everything they can. And if it wasn't for the dirty play in Toronto when he smacked the life out of Joel Embiid on that game winner, that game, that uh, series winner, again, again during that game. It would have been a healthier well and b. He wouldn't have had a broken orbital bone. He probably would have been a lot healthier going into this going into this series.
1: I would say this. I would spec him getting out there on the floor. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's commendable, bro. Like, I get it. But like I said, I just literally read you the stat. This is sixth NBA season, no conference finals. So whether it be because of injury, whatever it is, he's not getting the job done. So, you know, it's not going to change my mind because he's injured. At the end of the day, if you're injured, then you need to see somebody and learn some vegan type of lifestyles. I mean, I'm seeing this dude clumsy as ever fall on into his own man. Nearly t- – probably ended danny green's career you know what i'm saying literally probably ended his career so um yeah um they got to be better that whole team got to be better this is the same mb that um also stunk it up last year in the playoffs against the hawks right let's not forget about that so um all i smell is choke choking and losing over there in uh, philly and that's just what it is but we'll see what these franchises decide to do and who they decide to commit to can you dig it sports radio network is here
0: revolutionize the game of
1: media we getting tired of watching in the huddle over and over again so like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way ladies and gentlemen enjoy the rest of your day I'm out peace